it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. ESPN Denver 1600 <laughs> presents Clark and Company. <laughs> Drum roll, please. <laughs> it's time for Broncos last morning. Uh, with I... Ian St. Clair, talking about all the good news Ian sees coming out of uh, Bronco camp. And it's all brought to you by Framed Art, 3065 South Broadway, from personal and sports memorabilia to museum-quality fine art. And yet it's all affordable. Go to the award-winning Framer. God, they won so many awards down there. at Framed Art, 3065 South Broadway. And uh, we mentioned this again. Denver icon Pat Bowlin, when he passed, uh, the Broncos wanted only the highest quality work, and they needed it quickly in time for the Bowlin Memorial at Mile High Stadium. Well, they went where Broncos have gone for decades, to Brian Hart at Frame d'Art. Best time of year for be a sports fan. Baseball races are heating up, and football is back starting tonight. You can catch all the game action at Stoney's Bar and Grill, 11th and Lincoln in the heart of downtown, and Stoney's Uptown at 1035 17th Street, just a little bit west of Park Avenue. A combined 88 big screen TVs will show you every game. And Stoney's Uptown is now the home for Nebraska Cornhuskers fans every game day. Pre-game, post-game, every game is on at Stoney's Bar and Grill and Stoney's Uptown. Check them out. All right, and I'm Michael Clark. He's Mark Knudsen. We welcome in our weekly guest, our Bronco correspondent, Ian St. Clair. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, guys. At least we're finally getting closer to this marathon preseason finally ending. You know, you guys were all, all oh, I can't wait for the preseason to start. I can't wait for the preseason to start. Now you're griping there's too many preseason games. What's up with that? And it's just because it, the starters have played very little thanks to Sean McVay with what he's done with the L.A. Rams. I think it's completely changed the preseason. 
and I think you're finally going to see it go down to at least two games. So I, I think that's the big reason why, mm-hmm. because we, we haven't seen the starters, but what, like a quarter and a half? Did the Broncos look the ready? This preseason? Uh, uh, did the Broncos, even the first day, look ready for a regular season game yet? I don't think they look ready. I think they need more preseason work. I'm, I think they should be playing. Well, they're going to get less. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. They should be playing. I, I, I completely disagree. I, the question that I asked Adam Malnati on our podcast is, I've heard all this stuff about the depth. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. Would you rather the Broncos? Would you rather your starters look like the Broncos, or would you rather your starters look like the 49ers? And the catch twenty-two, since we're talking about depth, would you rather would you rather your depth look like the 49ers or the Broncos? But you have to have your starters look like the 49ers if we're going to go with the whole depth thing. And I would take the Broncos starters the way they've looked the last two weeks. 100%. I think they absolutely look ready, especially on defense. Yeah, I would agree with the defensive part, but the offense has produced two field goals. They, they don't look ready yet. And, and when you talk about depth, Michael's point about depth is that some of those guys are going to end up being starters get three or four games in the season when injuries start to hit. You've got to have your entire roster ready to play. Those guys need game action. They need to be ready to step in when they're called upon. And I haven't seen anything to make me believe that's the case, that they're ready. In terms, of, in terms of the field goals, they have put no red zone offense in. So in terms Good. of those two uh, preseason games, it's completely vanilla. There is right. no red zone offense in for those two preseason games. So let's see what they actually look like. If they're actually moving the football down the field against two pretty good defenses in a preseason with no offense installed, Vic Fangio basically said they're not game planning because you have no idea who you're going to be going against for these preseason games. In terms of the depth, I think we've seen pretty good depth from this football team. The linebackers are already on their third, the third starter since Todd Davis is out. In terms of the secondary, Kareem Jackson and Will Parks didn't play on Monday against the 49ers. So I think we're seeing good signs of depth because the first halves for both of these games, the Broncos went into the halftime leading both games. But when you start getting into the lower tier number twos and then the number threes, those guys are, if they, if they even make the roster, they're not going to play unless something seriously goes wrong. And then if you're in that position and you're losing starters to the point where you're throwing in guys who are on the bubble to be number three guys come training camp and preseason, your team is going to be in trouble anyway because every team in the NFL is looking for depth. All right, so I wanted to start this out anyway with the good news, and then uh, we get to my dictum uh, that uh, death by inches will be depth of only inches and mention a few positions along the way here. But you, you say you're saying good things, and you've mentioned some of them. Certainly as an upgraded quarterback, I would say also if this team uh, could, could uh, win six games with Joe Woods as defensive coordinator, why can't they win eight games with a real defensive coordinator uh, in, in place? Uh, you know, what else? Uh, Flacco's an improvement uh, over Keenum. I'll buy that, even though we've seen so little of him. We have seen him in the past, and uh, I, I've seen him scramble, actually show mobility and find a receiver downfield. I've seen him thread the ball between defenders. I've seen some good things there. What, what have you seen that's out, outstanding uh, so far before we get to the other part? I think what really stands out about this offense is you're going to to finally see a quarterback who's willing to go through the middle of the field. Because I remember the the course of 
all last season, we were talking about how the offense needs to go to the middle of the field, start utilizing the tight end, start using the running backs as receivers, and they just didn't do it. And now we're, that's finally going to happen now with Joe Flacco, and especially with Emmanuel Sanders being back. And the fact that he looks like he does after tearing his Achilles and then having a tightrope ankle procedure is just remarkable. So I think Emmanuel Sanders really is going to be somebody who allows them to take the top off of the defense. The, the question, and it was at the beginning of training camp, and it still is, is Garrett Bowles. And the way he looked against the 49ers, is, it is concerning to say the least. But I think this offense with Joe Flacco and being with Rich Scangarello, it's going to be able to do things that we haven't seen the last couple of years. And that's the reason for the positive outlook. Because I've really liked the way the offense has moved the ball down the field for the, the first drive of the games that they've had. And then you've seen the defense controlling and dictating what the opposing offense does with turnovers or just completely shutting down what they can do. That's a recipe for winning football games in the NFL come the regular season. You know, I, I like that they have uh, a little bit of depth on the offensive line at the tackle position with Wilkinson. All right. But at guard with Schlotman, I mean, this guy does, he's not a sieve. Uh, he did get beat up. Uh, you know, I came back from Gee, the wilds nice. and not, not having internet a, for a week, which was a pleasure. Yeah, that's good. And uh, you know, <laughs> that's and, a compliment. And, and caught the first half of, of the Forty Nine er game Monday night, which I could not watch up in Sangre de Cristo Mountains. But uh, um, you know, uh, but but you know, and, and he seems to be getting better. Yeah. But this guy is not even close to what Ron Leary was when he came over from the Cowboys. And I'm beginning to wonder if Ron Leary will actually ever play. And you mentioned the inside linebackers that they've gone through a bunch of them, but they don't look any good. I mean, Joe Jones isn't even out there, and I don't consider Joe Jones a starting quality inside linebacker. And if they, if they have an injury or Todd Davis doesn't come back there, I think they're weak uh, there. Fullback uh, Janovich is kind of an unusual talent, hard to replace. Alston's decent, but they lose something there. Uh, uh, tight ends. I mean, who's going to be healthy? And Noah Fant, to my mind, is not yet the, worthy of the draft pick that they spent on him. I think it's the middle linebackers. One thing to keep an eye on is Justin Hollins, because he, he really has been going back and forth between outside and inside. And I think when the regular season is here and the defense is fully installed, we'll see what kind of space Vic Fangio and Ed Donatel have in Justin Hollins. I think with Todd Davis... He may not be ready for week one, but come week two, hopefully he's able to go against the Bears. I think with the way that defense and Vic Fangio has his system set up, it allows players to play to their strengths, even if it's not something that we see in the preseason. Preseason is just a way to get the depth players to show up I think the biggest concern is the special teams. When in terms of the depth, to me, that's where the lack of depth and the lack of the players wanting to show that they can play Great point. and want yep. to play Great point. is the biggest concern for me because Chris Harris Jr. said it. These kids don't, they don't realize that this is how you make your name. This is how you get everyone to say, he needs to be on this team. Yep. And you look no further than Terrell Davis, yep. who is in the Hall of Fame, but when he got his shot, that's how he made everybody recognize him. And that, to me, that's the biggest concern with the depth, is they're not showing it on special teams, that they're not putting in the effort 
recognize that this is how you're going to get on the roster and then eventually make your way up. Or maybe they don't have that talent that they need. In the Rams game tonight will be none of the starters are going to play. What can they get out of this game and the the last preseason game if they're not going to play any starters? I think what you want to see is just somebody on special teams. Hopefully take the words of Fangio and even Chris Harris Jr. to heart to realize that they're running out of opportunities to get to make their dream happen, to get onto an NFL roster and be on the 53-man roster come the end of the preseason. So that's what I, I would like to see. I think Garrett Bowles has to play at least yeah. one, two, three series. He has to play. And I think with Ron Leary in terms of the guard, I think they're just being extremely cautious with the way that they've handled him in practice and then come the preseason games. So I think come the Monday night opener against the Raiders, I think Ronald Leary will be good to go because I think they've just – it's even less than kids' gloves. If there's a way to treat him even more fragile than that, I think that's what they've done with Ron Leary. So just keep an eye on the special teams and see if there's anybody who takes what Fangio and Chris Harris Jr. said to heart and say, all right, I'm going to do this. And then they, they make a play or two on special teams. And then Garrett Bowles. Because, I, like I said, he really needs to, to get those reps and show that he is going to take the next step or two. Yep. Third year as a starter, still needs reps. Um, <laughs> I think Monday night game against the Raiders is going to look a lot like a preseason game. What do you guys think? Well, in, terms of, in terms of execution. Because well, they just haven't had enough practice. Well, I, I, think, I, I think we're going to – I don't know. Part, I, I think – I think we're going to see a team that's going to come out and look like it, especially on offense, the way that it has these first the last two weeks. I think you're instead of seeing them struggle to, to get touchdowns because there's no red zone offense installed, I think you're going to see a team that wants to come out and prove people wrong. I really think that that's going to be something that gets this team motivated and fired up throughout the course of the season because – People are, are are counting them out, and they have been since the beginning of training camp. Well, and I think you're going to see a team that wants to come out, and especially on a national stage, to prove people wrong. Right, in terms Ian of the Raiders, Br- it'll be interesting to see if Antonio Brown yeah. sits up or not. That's well, maybe without a helmet. So thank you, Ian. <laughs> Great job. Follow him at Ian St. Clair at Mile High Report. We will read complete coverage of tonight's game and uh, the rest of the season at Mile High Report. Thank you, Ian. Thanks, guys. All right, Ram Roundup is next. Kelly Lyle breaks down the Rocky Mountain Showdown. It's next Friday. Underdog CSU hot seat coach Mike Bobo. What do they do against CU? We'll predict the season as well right after this.